And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness? It's not even a, a real word. It's a conjunction, a preposition. It's a philosophy, a way of life. It's your name with miss attached to it. Bob, listen to me. If you'd have done what I asked you to, and come in my dressing room before the show, you'd have known that you weren't supposed to come out here until I introduced you. Jack, I tried to get into your dressing room, but I didn't have a nickel. I understand you're pretty funny as a DJ, and comedy is a kind of hobby of mine. Well, well actually, it's a little more than just a hobby. Reader's Digest is considering publishing two of my jokes. Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Francho Tone stars on the Cavalcade of America from 1946. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular Adele songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Sophie and I will try to name that tune. Right, Lisa? Right. We have Sophie on the phone right now from Lake Forest, Illinois. Hi, Sophie. Hi, Sophie. Hello. You there? You there, Sophie? Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't hear any. Sophie? She fell off the sofa. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Now we can. We're glad to have you on the phone. I thought she fell off the sofa. Did you fall off the sofa, Sophie? (laughs) I did. You got me. She's never heard that one before. That's a new one. Well, we're glad to have you with us. We're going to be talking about Adele. I hope that you're our fan. Not only of Adele, but name that tune. What do you think? You ready to play the game? I'm a huge fan, and I'm so ready. Oh, good. Well, we're glad to have you. We're a huge fan of you as well. Yeah. So I'm going to play a a little clip from an Adele song, and your job is to shout out the title of the song. Well, you can just speak loudly. That will work as well. Okay. All right. Here is the first Adele song. Rumor has it. Rumor has it? No. <laughs> no. Um, um, Rolling in the Deep. Yes. Rolling in the Deep. Yes, that is exactly right. right. Rolling in the Deep. This is from her album 21, 2011. I'm going to guess Rumor has it on every song. It's the only one I know of her. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that's none of the songs, so don't bother. <laughs> All right, I won't bother that. <laughs> I'm giving you a leg up, Carl. I won't bother. <laughs> don't bother. Sophie's up Come already. Come on, Carl. That's uh. the only one you know. Yeah, that's about it. How does that go? Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Rumor. Rumor has, has it. <laughs> Rumor has it. <laughs> you guys are great singers together. Yeah. You make a good team. <laughs> yeah. So okay. what was it like when uh, when um, when Tom Cruise was jumping jumping up and down on you, Sophie? <laughs> that sounded really That's inappropriate. Really good one, Carl. Really good one. <laughs> Don't you remember when he was jumping up and down on uh, do, Oprah's sofa? Of course I do. But okay. the way you said it, it came Whatever. out funny. <laughs> well, that's because you have <laughs> you haven't. <laughs> Dirty mind, Carl. It's a family show. Exactly. You got it, Sophie. Sophie. Okay, here's the next Adele song. Um, Somebody used to know. That's not the title. Keep trying. 
You can sing along. Get when there. we were young. Yes. When we were young. When we were young wow. is right. Great. Do you job. recognize the song, so Carl? Yeah. It yeah. sounds familiar, right? Yeah. This is a great song, Sophie. Yeah. This is from her third album, 25. Came out at 2015. Wow, that's a good song. I like this one. She, who sings better, me or her, do you think? Can you sing along? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has 19 it's Grammys. For sure, Carl. I've heard it. Thanks, Sophie. Thank you, Sophie. It was so just like, like a movie. movie. Yeah, we think. It was just, just like a song. song. Yeah. It's when we were young. Belted out, Sophie. Adele's really something. How much change do you have in your Sophie? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Carl. Carl. <laughs> Uh, oh, right. do you actually have money in your sofa? Probably. Do you, you think? Can. Oh, yeah. Money falls out of your pockets. Goes... I don't carry change anymore. Who carries money I anymore? I have a little. You carry change in your pocket? Sometimes. Going jingling-a-ling. Sometimes. I find change in my sofa all the time. Yeah, yeah man. I don't have change. Okay, let's go. Here's the next song. Pavement. Yes. What is it? Chasing Pavement. Never even heard of it. From her album 19, came out in 2008. Listen, here it is. Wow. What does that mean, Chasing Pavement? Ah, Walking the Streets? I I made that up, but that's a good guess. Sing along. Sophie, are you wrapped in leather? No, she prefers microfiber. <laughs> uh, all right. You're doing really well, Sophie. <laughs> Carl, not so much. Not so much. Okay, here's the next song. Listen carefully. Okay. From the other side. Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. I got one. Hello. Hello, and it's not even Lionel Richie's I version. Got one. You got it. Oh my God. That's I right. Got released one. in 2015 from her album 25. I got one. You got one. Oh, man. Sophie, you were I, slow I like, on that one. I feel one. like I'm a winner. I just, I got one. You no, got one. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. One. You're still going to be the winner here. Wow. Did I not get that point? No, you didn't get that one. Carl beat you to it that time. Are you really comfortable and very comfy and cozy, Sophie? I mean, it's hard to be when we're so far apart. <laughs> 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 there you go. You got to give her a badimchu. Listen, I, I have one more question for you. Are you a sectional? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, here's the next song. I was still a child. Didn't get the easy on me. Yes, easy on me. Easy on me. Wow. Listen. Sophie. Here it is. Oh, it's the next verse. Sorry. This is from her album 30, came out in 2021. This is her most recent song of the group. Fantastic. To go. There it is. Easy on me. So far, so good. What'd you say? She said, so far, no, so good. Say it again, one more time. It's so far, so good for me. You guys have a similar sense of humor. I feel like you and Carl would get along just dandy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How old are you, Sophie? <laughs> I'm 
25. She sounds young. 25. She sounds really, really yes. young. Well, wow. we're glad you're Do listening we have any to more Hollywood. Yeah, we've got one more one song. One more. Okay, one All more. All right. I feel like you could get this one, Carl. All right. Skyfall. Skyfall. Oh, yes. It's James Bond. That's why I thought you'd get I it. I should have known I put this. this one in just for you, Carl, and you just didn't oh, do it. man. Sophie, you are very impressive. Yes, I'll say. You are awesome, and yes. you are a great player, and Carl man. loves your name. Love your name. I feel name. like you guys should be a, a good team. <laughs> yeah, you're a great name. All right, well, thanks for yeah. calling. Make sure you play again with us sometime, all right? I will, and shout out my best friend, Una. Una. There you go. Do it. Trey. Cuatro. Cinco. Say. <laughs> hey, Una. Hey, Sophie. We hope you have a wonderful evening Way out to go. in Lake Forest. Thanks, Thank Sophie. You. Thanks. Bye. All right. When we come back, it's the Cavalcade of America starring Francho Tone. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know, we recently got all of the master recordings to the Cavalcade of America from the DuPont Company. Their um, actual transcription discs. Quality is unbelievable. We're going to play a Cavalcade of America for you right now. I have a lot of these shows, but they were not all that great a quality. Now we have them in amazing quality. Um, We're always getting new shows, always licensing more, and uh, always getting master transcription discs. And um, it's just so much fun. I love it. Constantly building the library, Lisa. This is a Cavalcade of America uh, show. And this was an anthology drama. It came to radio in 1935, lasted until 1953, long run. Sponsored by DuPont. And these were documented historical events using stories of individual courage, initiative, and achievement with triumphs against all odds, often through technological innovations. And the stories were written by the best in the business, including Arthur Miller, Stuart Hawkins, Robert Tallman, many others. And the biggest stars appeared, Orson Welles, Ray Collins, Cary Grant, John McIntyre, Agnes Moorhead. Even Ronald Reagan appeared in some episodes, and it was telecast. I don't know how the heck you do this, but it was actually telecast uh, from 1952 until 1957. How do you have, like, a whole historical drama on live TV? I'll never know. This is called Venture in Silk Hat. It's the story of James J. Andrews, a secret agent for the Union Army during the Civil War and how he stole the general. Great broadcast, Francho Tone Stars. Here's part one of the Cavalcade of America. Starring Francho Tone in Venture in Silk Hat on the Cavalcade of America, sponsored by the DuPont Company, maker of better things for better living through chemistry. The DuPont Company presents Venture in Silk Hat, starring Francho Tone as James J. Andrews on The Cavalcade of America. (laughs) 
James J. Andrews joined the Union Army soon after the outbreak of the Civil War. Not as a soldier, but as an undercover agent. During the second year of the war, the 33-year-old West Virginian became the leader of one of the most daring secret missions of the Civil War. The Andrews Raid. Monday, April 7th, 1862. A murky, quiet day. There is a storm in the air. The soldiers of the 2nd Ohio Infantry encamped outside Shelbyville, Tennessee, are quiet but restless. Rumors of impending action ripple along the tented streets. In the quarters of General O.M. Mitchell, a tall civilian holding his high silk hat respectfully on his left arm, bends over the general's map table, and with a slender finger, he describes a circle of operation centering at Chattanooga, Tennessee. General Mitchell, if you should march from your present position here at Shelbyville, south to Huntsville, Alabama and then detach a force and send them eastward to drive General Beauregard's Confederates from Chattanooga, East Tennessee would be liberated. Mr. Andrews, that's a project near and dear to the heart of Mr. Lincoln. But what if Confederate forces south of Chattanooga? Wouldn't they come up and envelop us? Well, given a few hand-picked men, I could burn the bridges along the railroad from Marietta, Georgia, north to Chattanooga. General Beauregard's Confederates would be deprived of their only railroad to bring up reserves and supplies. If you can accomplish that, Mr. Andrews, we could take Chattanooga with little or no bloodshed. In fact, it might shorten this war immeasurably. Well, I'd need at least six men, sir. And the failure of your last mission might have been avoided if you had been given more support. This time, you'll have 24 hand-picked men. Thank you, sir. Then if we're to seize a locomotive, I'll need a train crew, several engineers and firemen all of whom can pass readily for Southerners. Very well, Mr. Andrews. You'll advise them that this will be a dangerous mission behind enemy lines, that they'll be in civilian clothes and subject to execution in the event of capture. I will explain the hazards, sir, and the penalty of failure. Mr. Andrews, this time there must be no failure. look like the place, Sergeant? I don't think so, Ross. Andrews told me we'd come to a big clearing first, then a clump of trees. Yeah, that thunder sounds like we're in for some rain. A buddy of mine in camp says we're fools for going out with Andrews. He was with him on his last raid. How'd they come out? They failed. However, by the grace of God, most of them returned safely. They, uh, hang spies, don't they, Mr. Pittenger? Yes, I'm afraid so. Mm-hmm. The minute we're through the Confederate lines in these civilian clothes, we are spies. Yeah, spies. Mr. Andrews is a striking figure in that high silk hat, frock coat, and gray striped trousers. Hey, looks more like a poet than a fighting man. Nonetheless, he is a God-fearing man. There's something about him I like. His eyes, maybe. In spite of his previous failure, I have confidence in him. Oh, there's the clump of trees in the ravine beyond. Yeah, that's it, all right. From the look of things, we're just in time. There's Andrews standing by the lantern. Uh, Mr. Andrews, Pittenger reporting with Ross and Knight. Second Ohio volunteer, sir. Come closer, nice. men, and be recognized. Yeah. Ross, sir. Nice. All right, men. Well, we're all here now. When you volunteered for this duty, you didn't know exactly what it was. I want you to know it's dangerous, and there's every chance you may not come back alive. If there's any one of you who wishes to return to camp now, speak up and clear out. Thank you. I'm glad you'll all be with me. Men, our destination is Marietta, Georgia. Marietta? Well, that's 150 miles south of the Rebel Line. We break up into twos and threes and travel by different routes. 
You've been furnished with enough money. Uh, Mr. Andrews, what if we're arrested? Yeah. Well, I hope that won't happen. But if it does, maybe I'll have enough influence to get you released. You see, gentlemen, I have spent considerable time in the South, establishing myself as a dispenser of quinine and other medicines to the Southern gentry. <laughs> uh, Mr. Andrews, what do we say if they ask us who we are and where we're heading? Well, tell them you're Kentuckians heading south to join some Confederate regiment. Now then, all you men should start talking as much like Southerners as you possibly can. I ain't got no Southern accent. Well, perhaps you'd better travel with me, Ross. I'll pass you off as my deaf and dumb brother. He's dumb, all right. Uh, Mr. Andrews, just what is the nature of our mission? For purposes of security, I cannot give you the details until we rendezvous at Marietta, George, on Thursday. We must be ready to strike on the morning of Friday the 11th. That's all for now, gentlemen. Don't forget, we meet on Thursday at the Railroad Hotel in Marietta. Good luck, everybody. Seven o'clock. Still no sign of them. Here it is Saturday. We're a day late getting started and five men still missing. You suppose the Confederates caught him? It's quite likely. We can't afford to delay any longer. By now, General Mitchell's forces will be in Huntsville. Well, this downpour must certainly have delayed our troops. Possibly. However, there are 20 of us, enough to see this thing through. How are we going to seize that train at Big Shanty Station? When we come by there last night, the Rebs had a camp there a mile wide. Mr. Andrews, wouldn't our chances of success be greater if we commandeer the train at some point closer to Chattanooga? That would limit our opportunities. There are 16 wooden bridges between here and Chattanooga, and I'd like to burn them all. Oh, my gosh, that's a All right, men, we can wait no longer. You have your instructions. Get your tickets, board the northbound train quietly, and when the passengers and crews stop at, for breakfast at Big Shanty Station, we'll seize the locomotive and a few cars and make for Chattanooga, destroying every bridge in our path. That's a mighty big order for 20 men, Mr. Andrews. Very true, but gentlemen, if we accomplish our aim, the war will be shortened by many months, and countless lives will be spared. <laughs> Please. Well, that uh, train conductor is sizing up everybody very suspicious like. That's part of his job. He's on the lookout for southern conscripts running away from their army. Sort of young for a railroad conductor, ain't he? He's 26. Been with the railroad seven years. His name's William Fuller, now a captain in the rebel army on railroad duty. Higgins, please. Here he comes. Don't speak unless you're obliged to. You don't like my southern accent? No. All tickets, please. All tickets. Well, Mr. Andrews. How do you do, Captain Fuller? Glad to see you again. My ticket, sir. Thank you, sir. Chattanooga. Did you know that Mitchell and his Yankees are headed that way? Is that so? Well, I don't expect to be there long enough to get tangled with them, Captain. Well, tell me, sir. Will we have time to take breakfast at Big Shanty? Twenty minutes, sir. Thank you. Now then, you, sir, your ticket. Thank you, sir. Uh, Chattanooga also, huh? You mind showing me your credentials? Uh, well, uh, uh you I see... can vouch for this young man, Captain. My partner in the quinine business, Mr. Blake. Mr. Blake? Where are you from, sir? Uh... Mr. Blake is, uh, slightly deaf, sir. That's why he's not in uniform. I see. Excuse me for bothering you. Gotta be on the lookout for deserters. See you later, gentlemen. Tickets. Tickets, please. Phew. Not so loud, Ross. You nervous? Paralyzed. 
I, I, I got a feeling he doesn't believe you. Stop worrying. Now listen carefully. Knight and I will take over the engine as soon as Fuller and his crew go for breakfast. You board the engine with us as firemen. Pittenger will get the rest of our men into the boxcars and we'll uncouple the passenger section. You understand? Yes, sir. I understand. Pete, Chatty, all out for 20 minutes of breakfast in Miss Lacey's boarding house across from the depot. This is it, Ross. Are you ready, Chief? All set, Mr. Knight. Well, men, shall we uh, go and have ourselves a little uh, breakfast? Gracious sakes alive. You're on time this morning, Captain Fuller. Yes, yeah, so Miss Lacey. The General is the fastest locomotive on the road. Eight miles from Marietta in less than 20 minutes. My stars. That engine deal of yours is burning up the rails. How fast is that, Mr. Murphy? Mighty fast, ma'am. Now under 25 miles an hour. Land sakes. What is this world a-coming to? How's business, Miss Lacey? With an army camp across the tracks, you need to ask? I don't mind them soldier boys eating us plumb out of house and home. But I wish they'd stop hanging around my daughter. <laughs> Can't get a little work out of them girls. All they do is primp and fuss. Lucy! Stop your gambling with that soldier man and fetch the ham side me for our customers. Will you have gravy on your grits, Captain Fuller? Yes, sir. Murphy, that's our train starting. Yeah, it's a general. Captain Fuller, Mr. Murphy, deserters are running off of your train. <laughs> All right, a good drama here on the Cavalcade of America, January 14th, 1946. Venture in Silk Hat, starring Francho Tone. Also in that cast, Howard Duff, you'll recognize, as a supporting role in there. Uh, Tom Collins doing the announcing. You could use a Tom Collins every once in a while. Not all that Roma I've wine. I've got my Roma. I'm fine. I mean, what a red wine at two night. Never heard anyone. Gallons of Roma two wines. Two gallons. Every, one on each side. <laughs> every single Saturday. Well, I get to share it with Mike. <laughs> I mean, Mike has some too every once in sure. a while. I accept that challenge. Takes a swig. <laughs> all right, more of Hollywood 360 in a flash. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Back in the good old days of radio, they usually had just one sponsor, you know? And on this show, Cavalcade of America, DuPont which is a big company. I mean, they're still a big company. You know, um, 21 years on radio, they were sponsored by DuPont the entire time. That's loyalty, Carl. And that takes so much stress out of it, right? You're doing the show. You've got DuPont behind you covering all the costs. So 
They could get people like Orson Welles and Cary Grant and on this particular episode, Francho Tone, who was a big movie star. Um, it was just, uh, it's nice. You just have that sponsor taking care of uh, all your costs to put the show on the air. Nowadays, you can't do that. It's just impossible to have, I mean, it's not impossible, but to have one sponsor, it doesn't happen anymore. On television, you see multiple multiple sure. ads on radio shows, multiple radio ads. It's just, uh, it's an expensive proposition to put on uh, a television show or a national radio show. And here we are. On here hundreds, we are. <laughs> hundreds of radio stations coast to coast. It's yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not an inexpensive proposition for sure. But uh, Dupont was behind the show, and we're very proud of the show. It was a an award winning show. Top quality it was like of the uh, quality of a Lux Radio Theater, only in a half hour version. Lux Theater, of course, was an hour long show. We're listening to Venture in Silk Hat, starring Francho Tone, from January 14, 1946, on the Cavalcade of America. That was a neat getaway, Mr. Andrews. Oh, we took it right from under the nose of that Confederate sentry. Ran it right through a whole blamed army camp. <laughs> so far, so good, men. But remember, we've over 150 miles to go with much work to do. Hey, look behind, Mr. Andrews. Captain Fuller and his engineer are chasing us on foot. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly put one over on Mr. Fuller. Hey, why the whistle, Knight? Curve ahead. Might be a southbound train on this line. Can't be too careful, you know, on a one-track railroad. We'll have to get hold of a timetable someplace. Hey, any tools on this train? Not a thing for tearing up track. What are we making now, Mr. Knight? About 20 miles an hour. No load or nothing to hold us back. Oh, they'll never catch us now. Men up ahead. Looks like a section gang. Section gang? Knight, get ready to stop. We need tools. Yes, sir. And Ross, keep an eye on Fuller. Oh, he's better than a mile back by now and still legging it, I'll bet. <laughs> I wonder what rank the captain will hold when this little episode is over. We'll have to take on water at Cash Station. Hey, Scott, as soon as we stop, drop off the train on the side away from this section crew and cut the telegraph line. Yes, sir. Hey there, you men What's on your mind, Captain Fuller? Say, you're a strange I ain't never seen you before There's a lot of people you haven't seen We're running this special through with supplies for General Beauregard Chattanooga's being threatened by the Yankees We want those tools you're using Well, you want a railroad, too Well, in case them Yankee patrols tear up the rails We gotta repair them ourselves Pass them back to our work crew in the boxcars Hurry, men. There's no time to lose. We'll put him in the boxcar for you. Come on, Tom. Good going, Mr. Andrews. Did Scott take care of the telegraph? <laughs> Shinnied up that pole like a monkey on a stick. Here he comes. Tools are all loaded. Good. Then let's be off. Thanks a lot, boys. You have no idea what you've done for the Confederacy. Hey. Hey, look back there. Here comes Captain Fuller, still on the run. I must say he's got a determination about him. And a very hot collar, I'll bet. You don't suppose Captain Fuller and these hounds expect to catch an old fox like Mr. Andrews? Not in a million years. Listening to Franco Tone as Secret Agent James J. Andrews in Venture in Silk Hat on the Cavalcade of America, presented by the DuPont Company, maker of better things for better living through chemistry.
Operative Andrews and his Union Raiders have stolen a locomotive from Captain Fuller of the Confederate Army. As our story continues, Captain Fuller, determined to regain his stolen locomotive, runs up to the section crew. Hey there! Look, it's come Fuller running like old Get Out, Mr. Murphy. Hey, what's the hurry, fellas? Hey there. Have you got a push car? You bet we have some. Then get it on the tracks. A bunch of deserters have run off with our train. Deserters? Well, I declare. Hey, Fuller, they cut the telegraph line. Murphy. This isn't the work of deserters. They must be Yankee spies. Get that push car on the track and let's be after them. I'll kit those Yankees if it's the last thing I do. Hey, Mr. Andrews, there's an old freight engine up ahead on the turntable. Let's stop and put it out of commission. No, no time for that. We're going to burn the bridge over the Etowa River. What, in this cloudburst? I'm telling you, mister, she'll never catch. Ram down the Johnson bar, Mr. Knight. Full steam ahead. Can't you fellows push a little faster? Hey, it's uphill, Captain. Now look. The old Jonah's sitting on the turntable. Yeah, with the steam up. Come on, boys. We'll spin that turntable around and be after him. Oh, we'll never catch a general with an old freight engine. It's easier and faster than pulling this car. Let's go, boys. I won't have them Yankees laughing up their sleeves at me. Don't dare stop long here, men. While I'm talking the station agent out of a timetable, water up the engine and take on some fuel. Okay, Mr. Andrews. Hey, you got the general out. Fires regular, too. My name's Andrews, sir. This uh, is a special section. Fuller's coming along in a few minutes with the passenger section. Funny, I didn't get no word about it. Well, everything's mixed up now with General Mitchell and his Yankees running wild. We're hustling powder and ball through to General Beauregard. Got to save Chattanooga from the Yankees. I hope you make it. Mighty dangerous running with all these extra trains on the road. Extra trains? Yep. Since them Yankees got to Huntsville, Bogart's been evacuating supplies and freight from Chattanooga. Say, do you have a schedule of these extra trains? Sure, right here. But it won't do you much good, though. There's so many specials bobbing along the road every hour or so. What a way to run a railroad. We'll have to take a chance. Thanks for the schedule. Don't mention it. Hurry it up, boys. Get that fuel loaded. We don't want to keep General Beauregard waiting. Well, that agent back at Cass Station was sure right about extra trains. Been waiting here at Kingston Society for almost an hour now. Uh, one freight wouldn't have been so bad, but now a second one. If Fuller's still chasing us, this is his big chance. We've been riding now for six hours, and all we've done is cut a telegraph line in two places and pile some ties across the track. Well, I never dreamed of such ill luck. If only we'd been able to make this run yesterday when it was dry. Well, I told you that he towed a bridge had never burn in all this rain. Here comes the second freight. Well, get ready to move, Mr. Knight. Okay. And don't spare the steam. you men. Pile out of that boxcar and get busy tearing up this track. About time we do something. Come on, let's go. Come on, Come on. 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 Come on
Get busy, remove those rails. Yes, sir. Scott, cut the telegraph line again, and hurry, every minute counts. Come on, give me a hand on the crowbar. We'll use it to, as a spike puller. Hey, the rest of you men load that wood in the rear car. Yeah. There's one spike out. Here, you men, get hold of this bar. We'll pry up the rail, and the spike will come with it. All together now. Yes, that does it. Now let's get on the other rail. Hey, there's another train coming. That came from the south. It's Fuller. I'm afraid you're right. Let's go, man. Scott, the telegraph line taken care of. You bet, Mr. Then we're off. That track will stop him for a while. Let her go, Mr. Knight. Full steam. Hey, Fuller. Look up ahead. There's a break in the track. Stop the engine, Joe. Stop it quick. The Yankees have tore up the track. Yeah, it's a break in the track, all right. Now what are we going to do? Start using our legs again. There's a southbound freight due along here in 20 minutes. I'll stop that. We'll shove the cars into a side and uncouple the engine and go after them again. They won't get away. But you have to go in reverse. There's no turntable around here. That's all right. We'll go in reverse, but we'll catch them. Come on. Ross, keep your eye on that smoke behind us. They must have got hold of another engine. I've never seen such luck as them southerners are having. Uh, Fuller's not as big a fool as we thought. Knight, what's our speed? Oh, we're slowing a bit. Need more water. We stopped three hours ago. What's the matter with this engine? Nothing. No engine will run full speed forever without water. Fuller's gaining on a steady. Mr. Andrews, there's one way to stop Fuller. How's that, Knight? Tunnel Hill's ahead. We can leave our engine inside the tunnel. That'd sure stop him. Well, what about the bridges we're supposed to burn? We've got to think of our lives. They're gaining on us. Speed's dropping, Mr. Andrews. What about it? Don't you think we ought to leave the engine? We've a job to do. The covered bridge over the Chickamauga's just beyond the tunnel. We'll be able to get there, won't we? I think so. Fine. Ross, work your way back to the last boxcar and set fire to it. There's some oil there. Rip the car apart. Spread the oil. Get a good blaze going. We'll leave that car on the Chickamauga Bridge. That'll stop Fuller. And it'll finish that bridge, too. Get going. Oh, we're just wasting time standing here on the hill waiting for that bridge to burn. Hey, look. Here comes Fuller's train. Is the bridge on fire yet, Mr. Andrews? There's smoke coming from both ends. Hey, Ross, was that car blazing good when you uncoupled it? Oh, good as you could expect. The rain had soaked right through it. It's got to burn. It's got to burn. They're slowing up. They're slowing. Yeah, but look. They're going right on over the bridge. Oh, this will be the end of Captain Fuller. Now, that man has courage, but he'll never make it. Look. Look there. Hey, he's pushing the burning car out. The bridge didn't burn. We'll still give him a run for it. Let's go, Knight. us all the time, Andrews. I can see, Ross. Knight, what's the matter? Running out of water, sir. Slower all the time. What's wrong now? Pressure's dropping fast. Now we're all out of wood. Hey, wouldn't you think they'd have to stop for water and wood, too? Uh, they're in luck. I'm afraid we're not. We're running out of steam. It's no use. Stop the engine, Knight. Maybe we can ambush him. Ross, get back to the boxcars. Tell the men to scatter. Sorry, boys. It looks like this is the end of the line. Mm-hmm.
reached the end of the line, all right. The Chattanooga jail. Yeah. The end of our line will be a rope's end when the court-martials are done. We accepted the hazards when we signed with Andrews for the raid. The rain delayed us one day, or we might well have succeeded. Yeah, it wasn't only the rain. It was that conductor, Captain Fuller. Hadn't been for him, we would have made it. And he's the guy we laughed at. Well, I don't know where he is now, but he's better off than we are. That guy sure had a determination. Gentlemen of the Georgia legislature, it is my honor today as governor of this state to present to you your fellow Georgian, Captain William A. Fuller, the man who has successfully foiled one of our enemy's most audacious attempts to bring destruction upon our forces. The man to whom the armies of East Tennessee and Virginia owe their very existence. I wonder how long we're going to sit in this prison. Listen a minute. They're bringing Andrews back from the judge advocate's office. Yeah, it's the end of the line, all right. I can tell by the way he walks. And still wearing that silk hat. All right, you men. Stand back from the door. All right, get in there, Andrews. Is there anything I can do for you, Mr. Andrews? No, no. No, I think not, Bittinger. Perhaps... Perhaps you'd like to read from my Bible. Thank you, Pittenger. I know how you men must feel. I only hope you realize that I did the best I could. No man can do more. I appreciate your consolation, Pittenger. But I have failed. Twice I have failed my country. Perhaps someday this nation will find a way to unite again. United to go on for tomorrow. My hope now is that you men shall be spared, that I may pay for my failure by walking to the gallows alone. Be not afraid. I'm not afraid. It isn't death a man fears. It's the realization that he dies of failure. President, as Judge Advocate General of the U.S. Army, I recommend on the basis of the report herewith submitted that the Congressional Medal of Honor or suitable equivalent be bestowed upon the aforementioned James J. Andrews, faithful and courageous secret agent of this government. The award must regrettably be posthumously bestowed, for Andrews lost his life in this mission, captured and executed with seven of his band by the enemy, according to the rights of war in Atlanta, Georgia, on June 7, 1862. Our star, Franco Tone, will return to our Calvacade microphone in a moment. Now, here is Gain Whitman. The first public showings of high-frequency television in color have just been announced. There are other signs that television is at last on its way to you. Basketball games, hockey, prize fights, and other sporting events are all being televised this winter on regular schedules. One reason television has been delayed is that the war called for the production of radar rather than television sets. Another reason is that the picture 
the image seen at the receiving end was small. This has been taken care of now. Television pictures can be five times the size they used to be, big enough to fill a home movie screen. They are magnified with the aid of a plastic lens. A few years ago, the lens would have been too expensive because it would have been necessary to grind it from optical glass. Now it is simply and economically made of DuPont Lucite Methyl Methacrylate Resin, which is crystal clear. Another plastic that will help to bring you better television when the new receivers reach the market is polythene. Discovered in England and developed in the United States by DuPont, polythene, a lightweight plastic, so light it floats on water, is an unusually good insulator for the kind of high-frequency electricity used in television. When the Army-Navy football game was televised for the first time this past November, it was picked up in Philadelphia and relayed to New York and Schenectady over coaxial cables insulated with polythene. Television stations are built by electrical and mechanical engineers. But there are no hard and fast boundaries in science. Just as physicists and engineers help us greatly with chemistry at the DuPont Company, so the chemist helps other scientists in the field of electronics. Scientific interdependence, mutual helpfulness, is graphically illustrated by television's use of lenses of lucite and polythene insulation, both of which are DuPont better things for better living through chemistry. And now, here is Pancho Tone. Cavalcade will tell the hilarious story of what happened when the U.S. War Department decided to buy some camels for experimental use on the plains of Texas at the 4th Cavalry Base back in the 1850s. When the unsightly beasts got mixed up with a local pageant, a beautiful girl, and an attack by Comanche Indians, the Cavalry Base was rocked to its foundations. Our stars will be Joel McRae and Lorraine Day when Cavalcade presents The Camels Are Coming. Music for tonight's DuPont Cavalcade was composed and conducted by Robert Armbruster. Franco Tone may be currently seen in the Universal Picture because of him. Our Cavalcade play was written by Norris Houghton and was based on the book Railroad Avenue by Freeman H. Hubbard. This is Tom Collins inviting you to listen next week to Joel McRae and Lorraine Day in The Camels Are Coming on The Cavalcade of America, brought to you by the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. All right, that's the Cavalcade of America right off a DuPont 16-inch transcription disc, January 14th, 1946, Venture in Silk Hat, starring Franco Tone. You know, a lot of these stars would either add a name or sometimes cut off a name, and Franco Tone did. His r- full name was Franco Tone Deaf. You would know about that now, wouldn't you? <laughs> Decided to shorten <laughs> Because it. I've heard a lot of your singing tonight. It hasn't gone well. Decided to shorten his name. Mm, I gotcha. It, was, <laughs> it worked gotcha. out for him. Yes. He wasn't getting a lot of jobs with that name, Francho Not Tone in the Death. music industry. Yeah. So anyway, um, hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history. Speaking of music, yes. uh, we've been doing top songs of 2023 thus far. You haven't known any of them. Right. I only listen to classic rock. So you probably won't know this one either. 
never heard it. Listen, see if you could recognize the artist. Nah. Listen. You like her. It's a girl. Yeah, you like her. Oh, that's uh, Taylor Swift. No. It's not? <laughs> no. It's not Taylor Swift? No, it's not. I don't know. That would have been my guess, too. Yeah, this no is idea. Pink? You pink. Like, yeah. Yeah, I like pink. This is called Trust Fall. I like purple, too. Right, but this Red. is pink. I'm going to go with pink. Uh, released on her album called Trust Fall in January 2023. Real men can wear pink, you know. Do you wear pink? Sometimes. Yeah, I like pink. Sometimes. I wear pink. Yeah. I just well, you're not a man. sunglasses. Did you? Yeah. Oh, nice. I think so. All right. Not so like hot pink. pink. Like it's pink? They're almost like a whitish pink. Nice. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, I don't know right. this song, but... Thank okay. you anyway. Test fall by pink. All right. Or when purple. We, when we come back, more of Hollywood 360, so don't go away. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's Dangerous Assignment, starring Brian Donlevy. Plus, we're going to play... Is it real or is it ridiculous? The music edition. That's right. We've got some songs used in TV commercials. We'll see how songs you do. Songs used in TV commercials. I'm going to do well. Do you think so? I'm going to do well. I'm going to say you won't. Like oil well. That might be. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do well. Okay. You'll see. Okay. All right. Stick around. We'll see. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti here, host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.